Welcome into Straight Up Sports. I'm your host, Devin Albertson. Sorry I didn't do a recap uh, podcast from the semifinals. I was a little under the weather uh, Saturday night. It was just super tired from the week, so I went to bed at like 8.30 instead of doing a podcast. But I'll kind of review what happened in the semifinals last week and preview the state championship game that is Saturday. I'm recording this Wednesday evening, so right before Thanksgiving. Hope everybody has a great Thanksgiving. Uh, but to start out with first here, the semifinal games, um, congratulations to Southwest Livingston and Mound City for making the state championship game. Uh, you guys definitely deserve that. Um, I'll start with Drexel, the game that I called. Um, from what I could tell from Drexel, um, from watching versus Mound City, who is a very good football team, so it's kind of hard to gauge how good Drexel would have been against some of the teams up in northwest Missouri that I've seen this year. Um just because of how well Mount City plays and the style they play, they can really suffocate teams. So it's kind of hard to tell how good the athletes for Drexel really are. Um, but I do believe that North Andrew or East Adchison also would have beat Drexel fairly handedly. Um, I think South Holt, not only Holt and Drexel would have been a fantastic football game. Um, and kind of going forward, I think that could have been a really fun football game. I think Worth County Drexel would have been a lot of fun. Um, so I think that's where Drexel kind of was. I think they're still a top 10 team. Um, it's just whenever you play Mound City in Mound City in the playoffs, uh, they can really just suffocate you and things can get out of hand in a hurry. And that's kind of what happened. Uh, Drexel was up front, just wasn't as good as Mound City and they couldn't get their speed, get to going from the outside. And once their speed was nullified, uh, Mound City just warmed down and that's kind of just what happened. Drexel's offense, couldn't do a whole lot versus Mount City, but I've seen Mount City shut down offenses like South Holt, not only Holt this year. They shut down East Addison most of the game. They sh- really limited North Andrews offense, was averaging over 60 points a game to only 32 and only one touchdown in the second half. So Mount City's defense is the best in the state. Um, so I don't want to judge Drexel off that. Um, but Drexel, still a good football team. I really enjoyed watching them play. They're still young. They only had a couple of seniors. Uh, they'll be back next year. They'll be better better next year. Uh, maybe make a state semifinal run again next season. But then again, next year, things will be a little different. More teams in eight-man. Not sure how districts will line up next year. So, lock and change. But Drexel, um, nothing to hang the hat on. Semifinals finishing your first year. If you're going 1-9, your last year, 11-man. Um... I talked to Coach Dean after the game. Uh, super nice dude. I really appreciate talking to him. Um, thank you, Coach Dean, and some of your players for also listening to the podcast. I really appreciate it. Um, you guys had one heck of a football season, and um, I really enjoyed calling your games. Uh, Coach Dean was very helpful. Um, me and the Sunny 101 guys were talking about before the game. Coach Dean pretty much sent us um, Drexel tidbits and information about their him. The town, the school, the players, that rivals what NAIA schools will send to people. So uh, we really appreciated that. It can't go unsaid there that he did a great job with that, uh, just sending me information. Um, so that's Drexel for you. Good finish for them for the year. Just couldn't quite get over the Mountain City hump. They're just a buzzsaw right now. Um, and the other side of the bracket, Pattonsburg losing to Southwest Livingston by a touchdown. That last um, drive intercepted, intercepted into Pattonsburg season by Will Height. Um, Pattonsburg, record-setting offense. They averaged, what, 77 points per game or something ridiculous like that. I mean, they scored a lot of points this year. It was just that defense. That was their Achilles heel. They went down 20 to nothing to Livingston in that one. Um, they they battled back. She knew Livingston was – well, you knew Pattonsburg was going to do that. Asked North Shelby earlier this year. They were up, like, almost 30 at halftime, and Pattonsburg came back and made that a one-score game late. Uh, Pattonsburg with their offense – 
They were going to be in every game they played. It's just that defense could not get enough stops. Mac Anderson is a stud for Livingston, and he was just too much for that Pattonsburg defense. Um, so still a great season for Pattonsburg, a great two-year run for the t- Panthers. Um, their outlook for next year is not quite as bright because they do lose, and I believe for their skill guys, they're going to lose Will Height, they'll lose Carter Crone, they'll lose Cowley, they'll lose Emig and Keaton. They lose a lot of really good football players over there this year, and um, if Cameron Jones plays this year, doesn't injure his knee in the Jamboree, you might see Pattonsburg this week in the state championship game. But that's not the way things worked out. Um, they were still a really good football team. I'm. They were a blast to watch this year. I'm sure they were. I didn't get to call any Pattonsburg game because I had other um, close games I had to call. But Pattonsburg, that offense was just everywhere. I mean, they just scored a lot of points. I mean, they scored seventy plus. I think pretty much every game, but like one, they won that game fifty eight to six. I mean, they just they put a bunch of points on the board. It's just that defense. Was their Achilles heel? Livingston was able to exploit it, and came away with a home playoff win over Pattonsburg to advance to their first state championship game since 1990. So, um, I'm gonna give props to Livingston. I think Pattonsburg had a great year, um, a state semifinal run, and an undefeated conference run. Nothing to be ashamed about for Pattonsburg. They're gonna finish ten and two back to back years, um, GRC champs this year. Um, so congrats to the Pattonsburg. They were one heck of a football team. Um, I was curious to see. Um, congratulations to Will Height, Stephen Will Height, for setting the national record for passing touchdowns. I believe it was, what, 93, 96? I don't know. 90 plus passing touchdowns. It was ridiculous. He had over 110, I believe, or something like that for the season. It was insane the numbers that he put up. Um, I'm curious to see how they'll adapt next year with. They'll have Jones back from his knee injury. But around Jones, they will not have as much. They'll still be a good football team, I think, just because Jones is that good of an athlete. Um, but Pattonsburg definitely will take a step back next year just because you you would almost have to assume that with the amount of athletes they're losing this year. They were really stacked this year. Um, so that's what Pattonsburg was like. Southwest Livingston. Um, Want to get talk to them about them real quick. Shout out to the Wildcats. I mean, if you look back at week one, and I kind of did this. I wrote them off after they got blown out at home by East Atchison, 68-22. Week two, they go to South Holt, Nami Holt. They win by four. Uh, people that I talked to, Livingston probably should have lost that game. Um, Spartans were driving down and fumbled their last drive. Um, so Livingston could have easily started this year 0-2. They started 1-1, and and they have not lost a game since week one. I mean, they went to week three. They blew out the cab, who was actually rolling at the time. They had just beaten... Rockport and King City to start the year, who were both ranked at the time. So I was like, okay, DeKalb's doing pretty good right now. Livingston beating 58-12. The next week, they go to Mound City, and I'll talk about this later, but Mound City had a couple of kids, Dylan George and TJ Hopkins, didn't play to do suspension. But Livingston still went in there, won by 24 on the road to win that week for a conference game. That was huge to set Livingston up for the rest of the year because, first of all, it gave them home field throughout the playoffs, and that was huge for them, I believe. Um, then week five, they... Blanked Stewartsville, no surprise there. Week six, uh, they just kind of rolled through the rest of the Tuesday Five Conference schedule. They beat up on Platte Valley. Week seven, they beat up on Rockport. Week eight, they ended the re- their two seventy five conference schedule by beating Northwest Nottaway. Then week nine, they went. They played uh, King City, beat them up pretty badly. They had a bye in the playoffs. Week round two, they played Stewartsville, beat them eighty to six. Then they beat North Shelby, who's a very good football team, fifty eight to thirty eight. 56-38, and really blanked them in the second half. That was very impressive by Livingston. 
Um, I know they were a top five team, but I really wasn't sold on them because I thought they play a team like North Shelby, they play a team like Pattonsburg, who has the athletes to corral Mac Anderson. This will be a different story. They'll use what East Atchison did in week one and slow him down enough to get a win, but it just hadn't happened. I mean, Mac Anderson has had himself one heck of a football season. Um, I believe he's up to, what, 2,900 yards rushing now um, and 62 touchdowns on the ground. Um, he's got 17 more, I believe, in the air. Um, he just had a, f- a fantastic football season, and it'll be um, Saturday will be my first time seeing Mac Anderson in person live play football. Um, I've seen highlights. I've seen him um, kind of on film a little bit and how big he looks on the field. I mean, he's a legit 6'6", 210. I mean, he's a big kid. Um, look at his exact stats here. Yeah, 1,500 yards, 19 touchdowns passing. Also has 29.78 rushing and 62 touchdowns. I mean, that's an, that's an outstanding football season. Honestly, if Stephen Wilhite was not a thing right now at 8-man, we'd be talking a lot more about Mac Anderson and the records he's setting at 8-man right now because he'd be setting pretty much the all-purpose in the touchdown records this year. But Stephen Wilhite. That's pretty much what it was. Uh, Mac Anderson, 6'6", 205 with the list mat. He's every bit of that. He's a huge kid. He runs hard, uh, runs with a lot of power, has some good breakaway speed. He's You have to stop if you're Mountain City for the state championship game, and they know that. I mean, they have some guys on the outside um, who they will throw the ball. Chase Neptune's had himself one heck of a football season. Not a very big guy, only 5'9", 150, but he's quick. Um, he'll get hit over 800 yards receiving and 15 touchdowns. It's a great year, unless you're a Pattonsburg receiver, I guess. Um <laughs> Parker Keeney, he'll catch the ball in the backfield. Uh, Dagan Bassett, he does a nice job as well. Deigelman, um, he'll be in the backfield as well. Um, Patrick Warner, Sturgeon, I think it's Hoer. I mean, they are very good there for Livingston. They have a little more help around him. they still very Anderson-centric. He's going to run the ball if they're going to run it. He's most likely going to do it. I mean, you're going to see Bassett may get a couple of carries here or there. He had... Almost 300 yards rushing and five touchdowns this year. But he had 70 carries. Anderson had 228. Happened for a reason. Anderson's just that good. And you want to give your best player the ball a lot. So that's why he's carried the load for them. So he's very good. Uh, they're pretty good size up front. I mean, they're three linemen. 6'3", 200, 5'6", 290, and then 5'11", 200. They're big up front. They just have a big O-line. They run behind them. And then Mac Anderson just goes. I mean, that's just the way it is. Um... We'll see if they can block Mound City's speed. They did it nicely the first time, but that was without, of course, T.J. Hopkins, who's maybe the best defensive end in the state, and Dylan George, who's a pretty good linebacker as well there for Mound City. Uh, both seniors, both will play the state championship game. So I can't wait to see that. Um, and one thing I want to say here with Mound City, so I put this out on Twitter a couple days ago, um, but just like the Contrary to pass these two offenses, Livingston, very Mac Anderson-centric, one-man wrecking crew. I mean, 2,900 yards rushing, 62 touchdowns on the ground. And then you look at Mount City's rushing attack, and it's a myriad of three guys. They have a three-headed monster. You have a quarterback, Landon Papa. He leads the team with 1,133 yards rushing, also has 19 touchdowns. Uh, then you have Dylan George, 1,056 yards and 19 touchdowns. And then you have TJ Hopkins, 932 yards and 20 touchdowns. They have three guys who are almost either above or almost at 1,000 yards rushing this year. They've combined for, I think, 3,100 yards and 60 touchdowns. Um, so I believe either Papa or George has 21 touchdowns. I have to go back and look to see which one does. I have wrong in my notes here. 
Uh, but yeah, they have 60 touchdowns, 3,100 yards. So if you look at the two teams, their rushing stats are actually very similar. It's just Mountain City, they do it with a myriad of three dudes, and, and Livingston does it with one massive dude. So that's what you're looking at in this game. Personally, I think the 300 attack is a lot harder to stop than just that one-man wrecking crew because you saw it there against Drexel. Dylan George, he only ran for like 30, 40 yards, but he rushed for almost, I think, 400 in the first two games of the playoffs against North Andrew and East Atchison. But T.J. Hopkins stepped up, had like 180 yards rushing and four touchdowns. So if one guy is not producing well for your offense, you have two other guys you can lean on. Or if one, or if two guys aren't producing and one guy's just having himself a heck of a football game, you can lean on that guy still. Just you have more options and more different running styles. I mean, Dylan George, a quicker dude, shiftier, um, it can avoid guys in space. TJ Hopkins, he's most likely going to run through you, then run by you. Landon Papa, just a great athlete, really smart, runs the offense to a T. Um, so that's what you have right there. So I'm very interested to see how this kind of works out for Mountain State. They run like, what, five, six plays. I mean, you have fullback middle, running back going left, quarterback going right, and then you have the fullback or the halfback pitch, and then play action. That's what they run, and they, they run it perfectly. And you have to gear up to stop two or three of those six plays, but guess what? That means half the other plays are going to be wide open because if you stop one area of it, another area pops open. That's what Mount C's done for years. It's why they're now in their 10th state championship game because when you have a very simple system with great athletes running it, it's very easy to succeed in eight-man football, and that's what they have right now. You saw that between, what was it, 08, no, it's, so 10, what, 07 to 010 to 10, where they made the four straight state title game, 08 to 11, that's what it was. Those four years, they won three state titles. They went to a fourth one. They had some dudes. I mean, Lucas Swong was a stud, and that's the reason they went to those state championship games. Yes, their system was, was it works. It's tried and true, but also when you have that system and you have some crazy dudes running it, it's going to be successful. So that's what they have right now. They got some crazy dudes over there running it with Hopkins, Papa, and George, all immensely talented. You look up front, Rother, Hayes, Staples, they've done a nice job blocking for them this year. Osborne and Phillips as well as Willie Young up front. Um, Mount City, as good as their offense is, and it's just efficient. It's just keep chugging. If it doesn't work this time, it's going to work next time. That's just the way it is for their offense. On defense, though, that's where they make their hay. It just is. They're so good up front. That 6-2 front they run is so hard to block when you have that many athletes on that side of the football. I mean, if you look up front, Parker Staples, Caden Messer, Blake Hayes, TJ Hopkins, those four doing great this year. Um, and then you also have Will Young, Dylan George, playing almost like safeties that come up at the end of the line of scrimmage is what I'm going to kind of call them. Um, then you have Osborne and Papa playing um, linebackers slash Osborne, more of their cover guy, if they needed to. So... It's really fun to watch these guys play. I mean, it just is. They're just that fun on defense. They're fundamentally sound. Um, you have to block each one of those guys one-on-one. And I'm sorry, if you try to block TJ Hopkins one-on-one, it's not going to work. Blake Hayes has himself one heck of a playoff run. He's played it outstanding right now. Caden Messer, he's always making plays. Walker Ross is finally stepped on the scene there for Mountain City, and he's a big body. They can rotate up there up front. They are just so much fun to watch um, play defense because they play it at an elite level. Now they're just tough to stop, and it's really fun to watch. And they've ridden that to back-to-back state championship games. Uh, last year they beat Worth County; they were the underdog. This year they're the favorite. I know North. I know Livingston beat them last year, earlier in the year. 
in week four, but as I said earlier, Hopkins and George did not play. And those are two huge pieces to Mound City. And Livingston won by 24. I think it's enough for a 30 to 40 point swing. I, I, it, I think it is, just because those two guys are that important to what Mount City does. They had guys in there last time, as two-thirds of their backfield didn't play. It just is, so they had guys back there who really hadn't taken snaps that much, trying to run against Livingston. just didn't work, and that's, that's, that's understandable. So, I think Mount City is a pretty heavy favorite here, Livingston. Um, last time they made a state championship game, they were Southwest Ludlow. Uh, that was 1990, that was... Five years before I was born, Nolly Holt won their first state championship that year, 49-12 over Ludlow. Um, I was talking to my dad earlier today. Um, he believes that's the game that they played up at Northwest, um, and it was snowing and, like, freezing, like, sub-zero. Um, and Nolly Holt won that game fairly convincingly. Um, quick fact about that game, I think Ludlow only had 10 players, um, and they made the state championship game, and Mac Anderson's dad was on that team. So, learned that tidbit today. So, that's pretty cool there for Livingston. Um, but Mac Anderson, he's a heck of a football player. He's going to make this game interesting. But I just think Mount City has too much for him. I picked against Mount City last year because I thought Worth County was better up front. Well, guess what? I think Worth County's first of all, not in this game. Second of all, Mount City is better up front this year than Livingston is on the other side. Uh, Livingston, um, thing that I've noticed for them for the last few years um, – is they're going to play hard, they're going to play physical, they're going to play some good defense as well. They're just not quite as talented, I think, on that side of the football. I just don't think they're as good. Sturgeon and Anderson will be your linebackers up front. They'll have Bassett, Warren, um, Osh. I'm sorry if I missed your, your last name, Owen, and then Spears up front. So they're going to be really good up front. Those three guys, I mean, they're, they're big up front. They're 190, 190, 200, 200. They're good-sized kids up front. Um, they're for Livingston, two fast linebackers. Um, two capable secondary guys. So with Neptune and Hoer and Hoer, Hoer, I'll get his name right before the broadcast on Saturday. I'm sorry, Ethan. Um, but that's what I have for. I just think Mount is a better team. Um, and it is crazy to me. The 275 was the best conference in eight man football this year. It just was. Um, the top of the 275 was very good. When you look at Livingston, East Atchison, and Mount City, um, and that next level down, South Holtnolly Holt. I know they got beat by Worth County week one, um, so they weren't as good as the second-best team in the GRC, but I think if you put them against, um, I think Albany and them would have been a very good football game. I think they would have beaten King City. They would have beaten Stanberry. They would have beaten um, Bramer easily. Um, so I think the top of the 275, which is better than the GRC this year, I just just the way I saw it was. I think DeKalb would have had some success there. I think Rockport um, showed they beat King City and showed DeKalb that they could have been maybe the fourth best team in the GRC and they were battling for the fifth or sixth best team in the 275. So I think 275, you saw it this year, the second and third best teams in the conference this year went to the state championship game. I mean, I, I know Mount City upset, in quotations, East Ashton in the district championship game. They were pretty evenly matched teams this year. Um, these are the two and third best teams in the conference, and they're in the state championship game. Same thing happened with the GRC um, last year, kind of. Pattonsburg, Worth County, they met in the semifinals, and Stanbury actually won the conference. Um, so you just see the depth in the conference that the GRC had last year. The 275 had it this year. You had a lot of seniors in the conference who were very talented. I mean, you look at Mackie Anderson for Livingston, uh, for East Action. You look at Jake McNeeny, Bryson Bywater. Um, and all the guys they had over there, very talented. You look at Southwest Livingston, Mac Anderson, Mount City with Hopkins, and um, 
George, who else am I missing here? Blake Hayes, very talented seniors there for Mound City. Uh, Southland Nahill was probably the youngest of the teams over there. I mean, but they had a really good junior quarterback in Drew Quinlan um, and some younger talent there as well. So just one thing you saw with the two seventy five, they were a lot older. DeCab had a bunch of seniors this year. Darren Meckelfresh was a heck of a football, heck of a football player, and they kind of rode that to a good season. So the two seventy five was just more mature this year than the GRC. I think the GRC will bounce back because there's too many good programs over there for them to stay down for too long. Uh, but the two seventy five finally caught up and made some ground up on the GRC this year, and that was just good to see. Um, that's what I got for you guys. I will be down there Saturday in Columbia. Um, just a, my weekend for Thanksgiving. Um, I do work Thanksgiving and on Black Friday. So Thanksgiving, I will work 6.45 to 3.45. Then I'll go to Graham and have a Thanksgiving supper with my parents. Um, unfortunately, my sister has the opposite shift to me, so she's going for Thanksgiving lunch. I'm going for Thanksgiving supper, um, and then we're going to watch some lights being turned on in Graham for the annual lighting at the Moyers house. Um, so that should be a lot of fun for me. And then Friday, I got to work again, this time 6.45 to 3. Um, go home, shower, get all my stuff together, grab my equipment for Saturday. Then I'm heading down to Kansas City to have my second Thanksgiving, this time with girlfriend Courtney, uh, her sister Brittany, and, her, and Brittany's boyfriend Jay. We're having ribs, apparently. So that should be a lot of fun, staying in KC down at Courtney's on Friday night, and then Saturday morning getting up early and going from Blue Springs over to Columbia for the state championship game. Uh, broadcast starts at 10.45 from Furrow Field in Columbia, um, as I will be on there for 97.1 The Ville. Also, you can listen, if you're not in the 97.1 The Ville listening audience, to notawaybroadcasting.com. We have a live feed there as well. You can listen to my beautiful voice call the state championship game for the third year in a row. Um, of course, two years ago, I called um, Worth County's win over Sacred Heart. Um Last year, I called Mound City's win over Worth County, and this year, I get Mound City Southwest Livingston. Third year calling state championship game. I'm pretty excited. Um, I th right now, it's the last one I'm going to call, so I'm pretty excited to see what it turns out. Um, Coach Taniford's been really great this year, getting me all the stuff I need for them, and I uh, really had fun calling Mound City games this year. Um, Magruder. Uh, for Livingston, has been great this year. His first year as a coach, 11-1. and one. If you look at these coaches, Stanford in his second year now over there at Mound City, um, I believe he is now 24-2 and two in his time at Mound City. And uh, Magruder is 11-1 and one at Livingston, won 11 straight games. So I'm ready for this game. I'm pretty pumped to see Anderson versus Hopkins, Papa, and George. That's that's that's. I know it's a very simplified breakdown of it, but that's how I'm looking at it right now. And that's how it's, I'm going to turn spin it because I think it's a really fun and interesting way to look at this game. Um, but give me Mound City, uh, fairly comfortable in this one. I think their defense is just that much better, um, and they'll be able to slow down Anderson enough to win this football game. But really excited, um, and everyone enjoy your Thanksgiving. Um, team Ham over Team Turkey. Sorry guys, I love my ham on the holidays. Um, but yeah, you guys have a great Thanksgiving. Hope you guys enjoyed the podcast here, um, and I'll talk to you guys again sometime later this weekend. Um, tune in for the broadcast, 1045 on 971.com or Uh We'll have a state championship game recap, uh, probably Saturday or Sunday, um, up, and you guys can enjoy that. 
but also I have to get ready for my first basketball game that is Monday um, in the Mountain City Tournament against East Atchison. So I got to get ready for that as well. So time never stops for me. It always keeps moving. You guys have a great Thanksgiving. Devin out here for Straight Up Sports.